Anyway, I do love women uh, very much. One thing I love about women is that they... Um, you have to do this when you're talking about how much you like. Just... Just love them. Mm. Love women. Mm-hmm-hmm. Anyway, I do... I, I, so, Louis tapping his chest as he's doing that, in case you haven't seen the episode. Um, welcome to the West Coast Project podcast for Louis TV. I'm Mike. And I'm Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Mike. Uh, so, do you think this is episode three and four of Louis? Do you think these episodes, these two episodes, are about food or relationships? Or maybe about relationships with food? Food? Yeah, there's tons of food. I didn't even relate it to food much. Maybe the second half of the second episode. I well, don't know. maybe I'm connecting a fat girl a little bit too much with food, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, but anyway, so uh, did the. So we're going to do Did the Fat Lady. So Did the Fat Lady is 403, episode three of season four. Um, it's a pretty. There's a lot of people writing in on forums about men and the relationship with fat women. Really? That yeah. would be interesting. And women, women writing, well, a lot of people, but women, a lot of women writing in, like, they don't understand why a guy like Louis, who's fat himself, shouldn't be attracted to a fat woman. What do you yeah. think? Um, yeah, I think it's honestly, my personal opinion is I think it's a lot of a double standard we have in our society and as a mom raising girls and having girls that I've raised I, I this this episode kind of touched a chord with me I I think we judge women really harshly and I think women judge themselves really harshly and um I think there's there's reasons for it I think it's brought upon by um, well, many different things, but, um, it I, was funny. I liked this episode and I really liked this episode. I thought they addressed a subject that needed, maybe didn't need, but could be addressed. And I thought they did it in a, in a way that brought a little bit of humor to it and still showed the sadness of it. I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to well, say? Well, I was going to say, I think people make a mistake watching Louie and that they think he's making social statements for s society in general. And I think we're watching Louis C.K. He's not trying to make everybody, you know, fit into the way that he's thinking. He's just saying what he's thinking. And so it's Louis and his view of the world. And then we can accept that or reject it or... Whatever, but he's not trying to make social statements for everyone. Like this is this is how people should think about this or that. No, I don't think he says this is how people should think. But I hear him say this is what people think. I think he shows his surroundings, and I think he shows his um, what what his group says and thinks and feels. And um, I think he definitely shows his little society, whatever, however big that may be, and how they view things. Because a lot of times, a lot of it doesn't resonate with me. He's not um, 
it's a different culture than than I see being in the South. But but he's not this, speaking. He's not speaking for the people in New York or the people in Manhattan. No, or, he's or, he's speaking from from his own experience based on where he is and his life experience. I think. So I think it is kind of speaking, not necessarily for the people of New York or Manhattan, but for his group of people, for his maybe friends or work associates or whatever. No? I think it's him speaking for him, only Louis C.K. Sure. I'm not saying he's speaking for other people. I'm, I misspoke. I'm saying uh, well, that Well, I'm he, not saying you are either. I'm saying that people in, that, that watch Louis often think that he's speaking for society. Like, oh, I why don't do you speaking for all of society? Well, no. that's what that's my comment, though, is that like the people on Reddit and the people in the forums are saying that a lot of women are writing in and saying, why do men think this? Why do men think that, you know, that women have to be thin and women have to be, you know, cer a certain way? And I don't think Louis is making that statement. I think he's making a Louis C.K. statement, not a societal statement. I think, though, that a lot of the stuff he gets, he gets because it is a more common societal statement. Now, I don't know about the whole of society, but I don't think what he showed was real out of character for people in general. It's, um, I'm sure it's different based on uh, geographical area and a lot of stuff like that, but I don't think what he said is that far off the mark. And I think a lot of the things that came up in this episode were spot on. What did you think of, uh, of uh, William Stevenson? That he was the master of ceremonies at the comedy club. He was the bus driver in that episode in season one. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I I didn't um I didn't relate that until you just said it. I you know, I mean, I listened to him a little bit. The the whole of the comedy in this seemed to really take a back seat to me to the um to the storyline behind it. So, um did he say anything in specific that you're talking about or No, he just he had a pretty funny joke. He's like after Louis left the stage, he said something like this, everybody give thanks to the Grambling Marching Band. And everyone's like real quiet. He's like, you can only see them with the special glasses. Oh, yeah, I heard that. That, that was, was pretty, pretty good. But uh, so Louis meets Vanessa. I guess she's a, she's a waitress. I was going to say a secretary. I guess she's a waitress <laughs> in the club. And uh, she starts flirting with him. And, um, and that's the, kind of the focus of what, what we were just talking about. For the one thing about Vanessa, I have to say, as a guy, her voice drives me nuts. She had a Minnie Mouse voice. I agree. I definitely noticed that, and I I get that. But you know, who who am I to talk about someone's voice? You know, yeah. being uh, oh no, you don't have to agree with that. But you know, my twangy Southern accent. So I try not to judge too harshly. But she did have that voice. So agreed. And I would have to say, as a guy. And let the female wrath rain down upon me. But I did not like Vanessa at all. She worked, first of all, her voice drove me nuts. But she worked way too hard to be liked. Way too hard. She w I don't think she was charming. Um, in some instances, she was even pretty crude. Like they were talking about dead people and how dead people are dead and they don't matter anymore. 
she was trying to be funny, but it was just too overly over the top, over over the top crude. Um, yeah, and- but if Louie had said that, it wouldn't probably appeal to you in the same way. And by the way, I get that with you. I completely understand because I know you that that that's not um, an appealing personality type with you. But having said that, I think we're shown in this episode how much Louie does like her. I think we're supposed to feel that he appreciates her uh, sense of humor and her personality because they really get along well and she makes him smile a lot and she makes him laugh. And he stops what he's doing at one point in this and we can get to that, but he stops what he's doing and pays attention to a conversation she's having with the table because he really appreciates her personality. Or that's certainly what I took from it. Well, you can appreciate someone's personality and not be attracted to them. I think that's the mysterious thread that weaves in and out of this particular episode is the attract. what's the attraction and attractiveness. And sure. that was what made it difficult to process. You know, everyone can say, oh, yeah, she's a great girl. She's funny. You know, I'll have a beer with her. But to go out on a date, to hold hands, to do the little bit crossing the border into the romantic, that's what made this one tricky to process. Yeah, because... It's just like she was saying in the episode, guys don't mind being with her, but they don't want to be seen with her. And what is that saying? You know, I don't think they mind being seen with her. I think I don't... In a, in a romantic way. Yeah, yeah. well, they, in a romantic way, that's different. Well, sure. That's what I'm talking about. They don't mind having a beer with her. They don't mind being buddies with her. They'd probably go bowling But, you know, and they'd probably carry it farther than that in a private situation. But they don't want to be seen out with their friends with her. And I think that's pretty telling of not all of society, but some of society. I think it's really telling. And I think if that doesn't make people stop and pause and think about things, then... They just don't want to. Yeah, I don't know exactly what you mean there. You might have to speak more specifically. For me, I think she's she's not really that attractive. She's not that unattractive. I mean, she'd be. I wouldn't be like a. I wouldn't be opposed to going on a date and being seen with her, and even saying I'm on a date with this girl. But she does some things other than being overweight that are just unattractive. Um, I think her positive nature is a disguise. I don't think it's real. Um, she was very real when she said it sucks to be a fat girl. You don't you don't understand what a fat girl feels. And that was really, that was actually attractive to hear her say that. But she was very positive and like, here, take these, take the gift of these tickets, these expensive tickets. And I don't care. No, you know, no strings attached. That was fake. That was, that was like a, a an attempt to buy in under a pretense to get Louis to like her. That was really unattractive. Wow, do you think it was? Because I didn't necessarily get that. Maybe, maybe it was, but I didn't get it as a as an absolute. I got it more as a, I'm used to having to do, well, and maybe this is what you're saying, but I'm used to having to do other things to be liked. And so 
this is, it's kind of what her personality evolved into is to this giving to an extreme just because that's who she is and who she's had to be to get some acceptance and to get people to like her. I didn't really like that either, truthfully. I mean, I wanted to, you know, shake her a little bit and build up her confidence, but but I understood it. Yeah, it was pretty transparent, though. I think the best way to meet people and get people to to like you, if you want to get people to like you, you know, they naturally may not like you right off the bat. They may need to get to know you. But the best way to open that door is just to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not young anymore. And I just feel like you have to be yourself. It's the kind of things I try to teach my daughters. You be yourself and the right kind of people will be attracted to that. And if they're not attracted to who you genuinely are, then it's not the right match for you. In friendships or romantic relationships or even uh, boss-type relationships, you have to be who you are. And I think that draws the kind of people that you need. I don't think you need to necessarily put out one thing or another to attract a specific kind of person, because then you're kind of left putting that out for the rest of your life. So, Michelle, let's get down to the real nitty-gritty of this episode. Have you ever been on a (laughs) bang-bang? I have never even heard of it. I cannot imagine doing that. Have you? Have you ever heard of that? Well, it happens in this episode. I know, but had you ever heard... Of anybody doing that? No, I hadn't heard of it before this. Okay, good. But Louis meets his brother. His brother is another fat guy, Robert Kelly. Robbie is his brother in the show, but Robert Kelly. And they make a they make a they make a pact to lose weight and eat kale, hit the gym. But before all that, one last bang bang. That and they came fun. up with some gruesome bang bangs, like Indian sushi and something pizza and. Just it sounded bad and it looked bad when they did it. There was nothing appealing about that. I couldn't imagine doing that. Although when they showed them in that Indian place eating that food, I gotta tell you, that puffy bread that looked pretty good. The non bread? Was it? Was it the non? I I didn't know. It was some kind of like really it looked it was puffed up. It was almost like a puffed pita looking i don't know but um it it that food looked delicious yeah i guess it was different than the nom it was like is it nom or non i thought it was non but i you know they brought it on a different plate but yeah they're digging into that that was that was gruesome well yeah and they go out of the indian place and they're in pain i mean they've eaten so much that they're physically in pain and then they head for the diner well the fact that they had a term for it the bang bang play that means they've done it before right anyway uh that was that was kind of funny um we saw some other interesting things in this as louis was leaving the club he sees uh some pretty famous comedians um jim norton and david tell have you ever listened to those guys i haven't no. jim norton's on like the opie and anthony radio show and he's been mm-hmm. on some he's he's a good comedian um and then david tell did he used to do this show where he would go out to bars and and uh, visit these dive bars and 
just walk in and meet people. Um, I think he's on the wagon now. I think he's like became a pretty bad alcoholic and he's like straightened, straightened his ways, but he's, he's also pretty funny. Dave Attell. Um, so in the second, uh, stop on the bang, 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 number two, (laughs) they meet, uh, this waitress seems to be pretty attracted to Louis. She recognizes him as a comedian. Right. Yeah. And then the brother lets spill what they're doing and she's immediately put off by it. Yeah. That's the end of the attraction. So, so women, women can be unattracted or repelled to fat guys or gross eating guys. Well, I mean, I think anything can repel a person, but she wasn't put off by Louis' size. And Louis's not a little guy. She's, she wasn't put off by that. And she's a really cute girl. And, and she was little. And she wasn't put off by his size. I know a lot of girls like big guys, you know. I mean, they don't mind guys being big. And, um, you know, I don't think anybody wants anybody to just be grossly unhealthy or sit and shovel food, you know, while you're having dinner or whatever. But but just just being big, I don't think is nearly the repellent for men from women as it is for women from men. But yeah, maybe. But yeah, she she didn't like that. So she was put off by it. And then they leave and talk about Louis says, so the gym tomorrow and his brother or, or the brother says, so the gym tomorrow. And Louis's like, yeah, now nah, I'm kind of busy. So that that whole thing was just kind of like an, an excuse to eat. Right. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Good intentions gone south. Well, I actually you know, thought cool. Louis, I thought Louis looked thin compared to his past days, like his last 19 months ago, however long ago ago it was for his last show. He looks like he's think... lost some weight, but Robbie looked way fatter. Robbie looked pretty fat. Robbie looked pretty heavy. I've never thought Louie, well, I don't know if never, I don't, I, I haven't followed him all the way through the years, but, but, um, but Louie's certainly not someone who's, you know, like so large I would go, oh, he's just too big. I couldn't be attracted to that. So Louis, we see Louis watching Vanessa in the restaurant, and she's going at it to wait again, way too positive, way too like um, crude again, crude. She's like talking about, well, you're gonna have sex with this girl. It's gonna be scissor action all night, and I don't know. It was just she's working too hard. I think it. She she was, but but the place they're in, they're hearing the crudeness the. Comedians are all crude, and it's kind of what you expect from that place. I I didn't love the conversation she was having. If I had been there eating, I wouldn't love that from the waitress, but I would understand it based on where you were. But this is how you and I feel. Louis stopped what he was doing and was listening to her. Louis was, I took it as he really enjoyed her interaction did you take it like that? No. <laughs> no. Louis an observer. Louis gets all of his material from life and everything he does, he watches okay. and thinks. Uh, no, I didn't get that. Okay. Well, but, I, I mean, he was smiling at her and stuff. He seemed to real. I, I really felt like he liked her personality. He might have liked her courage. Like, even though she's fat, she's fighting or still trying to trying to make it happen. 
Um, but Louis meets Sunshine, and Sunshine mm-hmm. shuts Louis down big time. And she's not even, I don't think, attractive at all. I think Vanessa's more attractive than Sunshine. More pretty. I mean, more physically attractive, even. I mean, I, I thought she was, you know, I thought Sunshine was very pretty. I thought she was very interesting looking. But she was shown to be the thin girl that Louis was going after, and... The girl just shut him down. Well, she interesting. Looking. The guy who had to be buried in a piano case was interesting looking. Well, a lot of people find interesting beautiful. You don't have to be the stereotypical uh, Vogue cover beautiful to be beautiful to people that have, you know, have the ability to see beyond just the superficial, I think. Well, and I guess we're talking superficial, but to see beyond. Everything doesn't have to be the way society teaches us it is. You know, this is what's beautiful because this is what this magazine says is beautiful. Look in an old person's face. Look into it. Look into their eyes. I mean, there's just, there's great beauty in that. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. Um, so it's interesting. We had, well, I talked to our friends at bald move and they, they asked like, isn't it hard to do Louie? It's kind of a comedy show. How do you do a podcast on a comedy show? And I don't, I kind of agree with them that you can't really go scene by scene as a recap. It's just kind of a general theme of what the show, right. the message, you know, the show's trying to convey. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right to the last part of this particular scene with Vanessa, where she meets him on the pier and they're walking along and she kind of really spills her heart and says, you know, it's hard being a fat girl and I just want someone to hold my hand and that's it. I, you know, I don't agree that that's all she wants. I think she settles for that. But um, what did you think about that whole scene? Well, I don't think that's what she wants out of her whole life, although certainly it's a fine thing to want. But I think It's not just settling. I think she just wants to be treated normally. She said something that really kind of resonated with me when she was saying how she wants to be pursued and how fat girls are not pursued. And what a sad, sad way to be. But if you tell somebody all you want is them to hold your hand and they hold your hand because you said that, you're not really being pursued. You're being... Oh, no. Accommodated. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I wanted to ask you, prior to that, when she gave him the tickets, and he obviously feels bad. He feels guilty for accepting these tickets, right? And then he asks her for coffee. Why did he do that? Guilt. I think he was guilty. You think he felt guilty? I think, well... I think that line is pretty blurry. They didn't make it clear. And I don't think Louis was even clear. He's like, you know, she gave me these $1,100 tickets. I should probably at least get have coffee with her. And she isn't that bad. She is kind of brave enough to talk to people. And I don't know. I think it was kind of blurry. It wasn't one way or the other. I don't think he's totally attracted to her. You know, I don't even think he's a little attracted to her. I think he was, I think he was, she was an interesting study of life and he wanted to you know, let it see how it played out. You see, I I completely disagree with that. You and I are going to disagree on Louie all the time, aren't we? We're going to disagree on this, I'm afraid. But I think he was attracted to her personality. And I think if he had found this personality in Sunshine or what was what's the other girl with the dark hair that Sunshine. he had? Sunshine. Sunshine had no personality. No, 
but if if sunshine if if Vanessa had sunshine's physique and this personality, Louie would be gaga over her. I think he's really attracted, and, and I, I really felt like that's what they were trying to show, is that Louie was attracted to the personality, but he couldn't get beyond the physical. Now, having said that, if you're physically not attracted to somebody, you're just not. And a lot of times there's no rhyme or reason to that. But the rhyme and reason of this was very specific, and I think that that's what they were trying to say anyway. It was simply her weight. So, yeah, I, I mean, as like I said, Louis was speaking for himself in in producing and making this episode. I speak for myself when I talk on this podcast that a lot of the things she did, even outside of the way she looked, were unattractive to me. Well, yeah, but look at all the other women that he shows. I mean, has he shown any woman so, so far? What? Just because just not... because she's the best of the lot doesn't mean she's the one that's attractive. No, no, but the point is, is that there's always going to be some, some things that are attractive about people, and even the people that you're really attracted to, there's going to be things, particularly as you get to know them and stuff, that are not that attractive to you. That's life. I mean, I don't know that we're ever going to find anybody that you're just attracted to everything. Yeah. Still, I think the physical is very important. I think you physically have to be attracted to somebody, but I think that's the question. Why is it that the man can have the weight problem, but the woman can't? And I think that's the big question. And I, I mean, he addressed it. Louis brought it up. So it's not, you know, I mean, it's, it's not something that no one's ever heard of. This is not some isolated case. So why are women attracted to men who aren't physically attractive? Well, I don't think that they are. I think women are attracted to men who they are physically attracted to. And I don't think that the criteria is necessarily the same. I think well, I think a lot of women are attracted to Louis, and Louis's not very attractive, physically attractive. Well, Louie makes you laugh. Well, that's my question. You know, why, why, why do women who make men laugh remain unattractive, but fat men who make women laugh become pretty attractive? You know, they are attractive. Yeah, well, that was my question to you. I don't know the answer. Have you ever met anybody, like, like you know somebody and you think they're beautiful? I mean, you're just like blown away with their physical beauty. And then as you get to know them, they get actually uglier to you. Oh, yeah, of course. And then you might know somebody that's not as physically beautiful. And then as you get to know them, they get prettier and prettier and you just admire more things in them. Never. <laughs> Stop. You're making this too hard. But anyway, this this episode ends where Louis does hold her hand, which was seemed kind of blech to me. It was like he was kind of, I don't know. He, he, yeah, who would want him to at that? Yeah, point? if you don't want to hold you, if you don't want to hold the girl's hand, why does she want you to do it? Because she's kind of guilting you into it. I know. I know. I mean, I don't know who that would be satisfying to her or him. What do you think about her getting mad? I mean, she got mad when he said. 
you're not fat because well, she says Louis, that made me mad too. He's lying to her and she knows he's lying. But she painted him into a corner where he was trying to be nice to her. But as soon as you as soon as you veer off the path of honesty, it all kind of goes south. People are smart. Even dumb people are smart about dishonesty. Yeah, but at the same time, you have to be careful. I mean, this is the first time they're going out. And you're right. She did paint him into a corner. I didn't like that. Well, she's very manipulative. She was manipulative with the hockey tickets. You know, she's she worked him a little bit. And he, you know, Louis is kind of a sucker. He's kind of a, has a weakness for... I think he felt a little bit sorry for her. And when he held her hand, it was out of almost sympathy. I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. And I thought that it was that. And I think that maybe she kind of talked him into get beyond how I look, you know, for a second. Don't be ashamed of me because she kind of shamed him of being ashamed of her to be seen with her. And... So he felt like he had to behave in a way then that proved he wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. But she did paint him into a corner when a woman comes up and goes, oh, I'm fat. I'm fat. I mean, you know, of course, most people are going to, I mean, what are you going to say? I'm fat. I'm fat. Pause. What are you going to say? Nothing. I would, you know. I might say something like, it's not really fair for you to put me into this position. Oh, well, that's not good. You can't say that. It's honest. That's not a response. I know, but it's not a response. She wants a response. So so what do you say? Do you say, do you agree? Do you disagree? I mean, you, you're not going to win at that point because you're going to lie or, or you're going to agree with her. You know, it's a, it's a real ugly place to put somebody in. I didn't like that. Because she put him in that position, and then she got mad at him for one of his answers. And I don't think she would have pre- would have appreciated, or maybe she would have, I don't know. But I don't think the typical girl would have appreciated the truth either. And well, she asked for the truth, and she should be prepared for the answer. Well, she didn't really ask for it. She was just saying, you know, you know how people do. I mean, come on, don't tell me you've never been around girls that do that. That say, oh, I look so tired today. Oh, I look ugly today. Or I mean, yeah, come that's on. totally annoying, and I tell them it's annoying. Well, and it's manipulative because they want to hear you say, no, you look great. No, you don't look tired. No, you know, that's what the girl wants to hear you say. So when she's talking about I'm fat... You know, she, he doesn't know what she wants. Does she want to hear him say no? You're, and, and, and he said it, and it was totally unbelievable the way he said it anyway. Come on. You know, uh, no. Oh, um, oh, well, but she deserves okay. that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She, she was manipulative, and I didn't like the whole situation. I didn't like, she put him in a situation that he couldn't say the right thing. Unless he just lied and somehow tried to convince her of something different. And I thought it was a really awkward first date, if it was a date, conversation to have with somebody. And and it was kind of pointless. Because what was the point of her bearing her soul to him like that? Was she it going to change anything? She does something that's very kind of unusual for even cable TV. She come out, 
comes out directly and says, Louie, have you ever fucked a fat girl? And they let it play through. And even even shows like Breaking Bad and, you know, some of these, and you know, Justified and, um, you know, some of these other shows that really are edgy shows have trouble with, with words like that getting used. And that was a pretty bold statement to say. And, and FX is not even really paid cable. It's not like an HBO. Yeah, I thought she got like one a semester, you know, a, yeah, like a, you know, semester, I don't know what they call it, but a whole thing, like a whole run of episodes, like a whole season kind of thing that you got one curse word like that. Is that true? I've heard know. that somewhere, yeah. I heard in Breaking Bad they had like two, they could use two. <laughs> And um, they could use it where they could say it, but not then not use the audio. You could just see him say it, and it would. But see, well, right. But then she goes, "Of course you have," you know. And I, I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was real telling. I don't understand why it is like it is. I don't really understand why. I guess men are more visual creatures. Maybe. I don't know. So um, we can't, this one ends, and I'm trying to remember which episode I saw. Um, Where did Louis have, where he was talking to the cable company? Was that in the second one? Yes. Okay. All right, so let's go into the second one. Okay. Um, I like the second one more than the first one. I thought the first one was great. It made me think. I watched it with, you know, my older daughter. And I really liked it. So, okay. But I did like the second one, too. Um, I loved I loved the second one. So the second one is Elevator Part 1. I guess we'll see Part 2 in, in next week in at 4.05. But it, we see Louis' daughters, and we see Louis' Eastern European neighbors. Mm-hmm. And we have some interesting situations that they run into. Um, these two actresses that play Louis's daughters are just great little kids. Um, Lily is the is the is his older daughter, and she's Hadley Delaney, and Jane is his younger daughter, and she's Ursula Parker. And it's really about Jane in this one. Jane's the younger daughter who um, dream has weird dreams, mm-hmm. but in real life, Ursula Parker is a violinist. She played at Carnegie Carnegie Hall at age eight. Um, she speaks fluent Slovenian, and wow. her mother's from Slovenia. Um, thank you, Internet. <laughs> but um, she's the one that's kind of this little sprite in this episode. She's having a bad dream, and Louis comes in and settles her down. And she can, continues to work this dream theme throughout this episode, mm-hmm. including going onto the subway. Um, now, Michelle, you and I met in New York a long time ago, and you and your friend and I went onto the subway. And just like Louis has subway rules with his kids, you and your friend had some subway rules, or one subway rule. Do you remember it? Um, I don't remember. Maybe it was your friend, her, your friend Tiggy. Her rule was, don't look anybody in the eyes. <laughs> Yeah, that probably wasn't my subway rule. That was probably her subway rule. But I thought it was pretty smart. Louis had this rule, had this, had these rules with his daughters. You know, it was pretty, pretty smart as a dad. Like, we get separated, you stay right here, 
You know, if I lose you, you stay right here. If you, you lose me, you stay right here. If you get on the train and I stay here, you stop at the next station and you stop right there. I mean, pretty smart. Keep them, keep them kind of as stationary as possible. And, um, you know, they, they kind of knew what to do if those situations came up. And I can't tell you how important that is. So as we see mother, Jane, we yeah. see Jane test that out in this, in this next, um, elevator, first part of elevator. It was horrifying. That horrified me. I really resonated with that. You actually have the same kind of thing with, um, less, you know, less chance of being truly separated but in hotels with little kids when you have more than one little kid with you and maybe you've got one in a stroller and you're trying to hold one by the hand and the elevator door can open or close or you're trying to get everybody on at one time and one can get on and then the other you know might not or whatever and we always had rules like that i mean you have to go over that kind of stuff with kids because you can get separated from your kids you can see how diligent Louis was, and he was being a very good parent, and it wasn't in any way his fault over what happened, and it still happened, and that was totally believable to me. What did you think about Jane's dream, though? That Jane had a dream, like almost like a Ginsburg dream. I thought of Ginsburg and Mad Men when this happened. How come? What do you mean? Because you know he was—I don't know—it was like a weird. It was a weird test of the world around her she was te- she was she was testing something kids do that that's I, I don't think that's real uncommon kids particularly when they have like a like a really vivid dream and stuff then they wake up and they're like how do I know I'm not still dreaming and they're scared maybe or they're or whatever you know have you never had a dream where you dreamt you woke up and then the dream continued yeah but I, I don't think in real life I've ever tried to test out a dream no, but, you know, kids, well, I don't know if they try to test it out so much, but, you know, remember when you were kids and you used to, like, you know, pinch yourself, pinch yourself, see if you're dreaming, that kind of thing? I completely got that whole episode. It seemed very realistic to me, and I bought every bit of it. Well, um, I also thought about what happens if Louis loses both of them. Like, and I thought he might press it to that point. Like, he gets off. He's running with um, Lily to find Jane at the station, and then he loses Lily. Like, what do you do? Which one do you go for first then? (laughs) I didn't think about that. I don't think he was going to lose Lily at that point. I think if he had to put Lily on his back, I don't think he was going to turn loose a Lily. But but that's that's a good point. So um, they get back. They find Jane. She's fine. Um, and then they go see the mama, and the mom is the one, the woman that I was trying to tell you about in season one, the black woman that is Louis's yeah. wife that never really goes explained. It's Louis's wife changes from white to black. <laughs> right. That, um, yeah. What did you think about that interaction? Um, you mean his interaction with the mom? Yeah. I thought it was. Um, I was actually kind of admiring the way they interacted. I don't know a lot about that, you know, parenting in that way, but I liked how he took the trouble to go in and talk to her and all that. And I liked that she trusted him and immediately handled the situation with her daughter 
And I even liked it when they walked out in the hallway and she kind of broke down laughing. And I couldn't tell really if it was a nervous laugh or just an inappropriate laugh. And I had to keep my face real straight in front of the kids. But I thought every bit of it was um, believable. And I really liked their interaction. The man that was there, the woman's, the mom's maybe husband or boyfriend or whoever he is, that was kind of uncomfortable. I wasn't sure how I felt about that. But but yeah, just between I didn't the like, two of them, I thought they did good. I didn't like the way that when they went out together and she breathes a sigh of relief and she kind of, I think she just laughs like nervously like relief. Right. But I didn't buy that she was deeply afraid as Louie was because Louie just went through it. She heard about it. And now everybody's safe. She's the first thing she sees is, is the two girls. She knows everything's safe. Right. I mean, she 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 shouldn't have been as upset as Louie, and she looked more upset than Louie. And I didn't. That didn't ring very true to me. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know in the situation if she's the disciplinarian, so to speak. Usually, one parent's more the disciplinarian than the other. So I don't really know their situation. That's you know that much at this point, but. But she didn't but, go through the actual loss of the daughter. She went through the the experience of the story. Louis 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 was mad. Do you remember when he got a hold of that little girl? Yeah, but I'm talking about him with the wife. He yeah. the ex wife. She she was she was like, whoa, that was a really rocking experience. That was hard to go through, and it, it was harder for Louis because he went through it. She heard about it. Well, yeah, but I think his reaction showed how hard it was. I mean, the way he reacted with that daughter was intense. And I think he was scared to death. And then I think that what it showed the mom doing, um, I don't know, maybe it was a little over the top, but just hearing about it would be enough to get your blood pumping. I don't know. I, I bought it, but um, I don't know. Um, so next we see a little old lady blocking a cab driver, poor cab driver, just trying to get to work, do his job. Here's this lady blocking the road. Right. Yeah. No. Little old lady's just trying to cross the road with loaded down with like heavy groceries. And the cab driver's like trying to go. She's doing the best she can. Yeah, I'm kidding. That's Ellen Burstyn. She's an old actress she's been around forever um she's been in a lot of movies and a lot of tv series and she actually had her own show in 1986 through 1987 oh really the ellen burston show oh i don't remember it um but yeah she's she's getting rudely honked at by an asshole cabbie who would honk at an old lady crossing the street that's like the the epitome of like dickishness that's pretty bad. She heaves was, a vegetable at him. That was pretty funny, though. Yeah, I know. She, like, stops, sits her bag down, whatever, opens it up, and the cab's, like, sitting there waiting on her, and then she pulls out a, you know, a apple or tomato or something and throws it at him. Um, so she gets stuck in the elevator. Um, yeah. Michelle, have you ever rung a bell in an elevator? No, I never She rings have. the alarm bell. Have you ever checked out that, your button selection in, in an mm -hmm. elevator? Well, I mean, I've seen it, but I've never pressed it have you ever programmed an elevator to make it go into express mode i don't even know what that means that means it won't stop until it gets to the floor you want 
like some elevator, all elevators, if you're on, if you're in Manhattan and you're in a hotel and you're on like the 28th floor and you want to get down to the lobby, it'll stop at every floor that everyone's waiting for the elevator stop at. But you can program the elevator to skip all those floors and go right to the floor you want. Do you know how to do that? You just push the, uh, the sequence of buttons in a certain way and it turns into express mode. And it's every elevator? They all do that? Pretty much, yeah. I didn't even know. But anyway, poor Ellen Burstyn. Uh, I don't even know if we know her name in the show. Old lady. Not, yeah. She <laughs> yeah, gets, I don't think they tell us. She gets stuck and she rings the bell and it's halfway through the floor. Which, you know, it seemed like, oh, yeah, I'll just do a chin up and get in there and help her and keep her company. But, you know, that little uh, superintendent guy was right. You get cut in half if that thing moves. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have trusted it, you know. I couldn't have done it. I agreed with him. But, I mean, you know, she could have, like, maybe sat down so she could have seen out at least. Because that was kind of horrifying. Yeah. Little Tony, or maybe give him a boost up in there. He could have shot through that hole in a second. Louis could have just tossed him up in there. Yeah, I don't think he was willing to do that. He kind of wanted Louis to hang out there with her while he kind of went about his business, it seemed like. Yeah, you know, I might have tried it. I'm, I would have sat there. I certainly would have just left her like, all right, lady, good luck. See ya, I got shit to do. I might have tried to jump up in there with her. Would you? I might have found a chair or something. So you like you make sure that you're only going to be in that opening for like a fraction of a second. I wonder, I, you know, I kind of wonder how, because I was, you know, running over in my mind too. How, but I mean, if you can get up, I mean, she's not going to be able to get out because she is not, they, they were showing how quickly, how, you know, not quickly she was going across the road. So she's not going to be able to hunker down in the elevator and, you know, dart out of it. She's not going to ninja move out of that thing, but you would think you could do something maybe, you know, to, I don't know. Well, she wasn't that distressed. She just wanted some shit taken care of while she was in there. Yeah, I don't know. She needed her pills. I mean, were they heart pills? What was she taking while she was locked up in there? I don't know. But little half-pint Tony wasn't very helpful. He was telling Louie, like, right in front of her, she could hear everything, like how he saw someone get sliced in half like a fish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, you know, she was still... The perfect old woman. She was still scolding him from up in there. Don't yell at me. You know, she was still just um, telling, oh, honey, could you go get my pills? And, you know, it was perfect. Yeah. So Louie does help her. He does go get the pills. And he sees her daughter, her niece. It was her niece, I think, yeah. Yeah, her niece was um, in the apartment asleep. What did you think about his stopping to use the bathroom? I don't know. That was pretty Louis-ish, I think. That, that was, was in so their funny. that was in their apartment. Was yeah, that, well, yeah, and, it was in their apartment. He goes in there and he goes and he picks up her pills and then he walks past the restroom and decides, eh, I better go. Yeah, and, he's, and he goes in, in the bathroom and he's singing while he's peeing. And here's to you. That was so funny. That was, yeah, I, I agree. That was a very Louie thing to do. Um, but then yeah. he goes back out and he sees her laying there and she's like 
sleeping in some kind of little camisole slip nothing thing. Yeah, that girl was Esther Belint. Belint. Esther, E-S-Z-T-E-R. Very oh, Eastern cool. European. She's from Budapest, Hungary. Um, and she's kind of naked. She's, I don't know, wearing some camisole or some sort of underwear, sleeping yeah, on the couch. Yeah, like it's like a slip, kind of, but it wasn't much of one, so yeah. And Louis covers her up. To wake her, yeah. He doesn't want, he start. he tries to touch her to wake her with, but he's touching so much flesh, I think he wasn't comfortable with that. So he grabs a blanket to cover her to then grab her shoulder because she wouldn't wake up with just the voice. Yeah. So it's not only weird that Louis peeing while this poor old lady's waiting in the elevator, but it's weird that he's peeing right in the other room with this girl sleeping on the couch and he's singing <laughs> while he's peeing. Had he seen her at that point, the girl? I think so, yeah. I didn't remember if he saw her when he first walked by her or not. I didn't know. But, yeah, I couldn't believe he went to the bathroom. And something about that gets to me. I was watching some show about where they were showing a house, like a realty show. And everybody uses the bathroom in these houses. And something about that just messes me up i don't know why anyway okay back to the show so i thought this girl esther bellant looks like chloe from 24 that's interesting she does kind of chloe chloe by the way looks horrible she looks like chloe from the dragon with the dragon tattoo with the awful mascara she's been through a lot yeah but i was thinking that too i thought you know if you're gonna wait because it's only you know 24 set up that it's only a day and so they always wear the same outfit the whole the whole season. Good grief. Pick her something cute. But you this know? girl didn't have the awful dragon tattoo makeup. She just looked pretty nice. She's, you know, she's what 48, 1966. So she's she's not a spring chicken, but she looked pretty nice and she was Oh, I thought she was pretty. Um she was there, and Louis has to go back because something the the lady needs. What did she need that he had to go back? I can't even remember. Well, he, she needed her pills first, and when he takes her her pills, he says, by the way, there was a girl asleep on your couch. And so then she says, oh, that's my niece. She's here. Would you wake her and let her sit with me until the fire department comes and gets me out? So he went to wake her up to sit with. I think she said sit with her. Her accent was really, really thick. But I think she said just to sit with her. So he went back up to wake to wake her up to come sit with her. But that didn't go so well for him. Yeah. He's like, Louis like tries to say, well, she's asleep. And he's, she's like, well, go wake her up. I'm like, what? yeah, like, that's no geez. excuse. Well, yeah, but then he gets up there and he wakes her up. And when she wakes up, she doesn't speak English, which the old woman didn't bother to tell him. And she thinks, I mean, there's a man in the apartment. Yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with English. I think that has everything to do with a man waking you up, shocking you awake in your apartment. Well, shoot, absolutely. But he could have said to her, your aunt's stuck in an elevator, and she couldn't understand that. Right. So she chases him out with a some kind of a crystal, I don't know ashtray or vase or something it's funny though louis afraid to wake her up like with her underwear he puts the blanket on her i thought that was kind and i think it kind of showed this um we see it a lot but a sweeter gentler 
side of Louie. So Louie runs for his life and makes it, I guess, to back to his apartment. And locks, locks the door. door. <laughs> like she's going to come in the door. And then we see him on the phone with the telephone company. I mean, yeah. the cable company. So did you catch that reference? First of all, that woman, that's Pamela. Pamela Adlon. What woman? The woman on the phone, the, t- the slime. Oh, how do you know? Because uh, I did my research. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. That's good. So Slime Dormer, obviously Time Warner cable. <laughs> right. Louie obviously does not like Time Warner cable, which must be the cable company for New York. And it says the wait time is going to be 7,000 seconds. Yeah, and you can watch free HBO for $20 a day. <laughs> and he says they're trying to figure out how long 7,000 seconds is, and you can kind of see him trying to add it up. That was pretty funny. It's yeah, too long. Mm-hmm. So he hangs up. So the niece comes with a pie for Louis to, to say thanks and maybe that was quite I'm sorry. The pie. That was yeah. quite the apology pie. So it's food. You know, it's food again. It's kind of a reference to food. And it's kind of a reference to repairing a relationship with food, which I thought was an interesting end cap to these two episodes. Yeah. I thought it was um I didn't think about it till you just said it, but I see that. So do you think women kind of universally believe that food is the key to the man's heart? Um, First of I all, don't... do you think she was just being apologetic or do you think she was being kind of flirtatious? Um, I think the food was an apology and, uh, then I she she was she was a little flirty down there. I mean they 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 don't even speak the same language. He's basically saying yum yum, you know. So she sits with him while he eats and she's smiling at him. So yeah, I, I think she um I think that could be construed as a little flirty. She liked watching him eat. Like watching him eat was like the more he ate, the more he liked her. Is I think how she viewed it. Women like that. What is that? Well, that's what I'm trying to ask you about. What do you think of Eastern European women? Do you think that woman was attractive? I thought she was beautiful. I thought she was very, and here we go again, but she was very interesting looking. I don't think that stereotypical beauty is just the only beauty that we have. And I thought her face was really interesting. Did you think she was pretty? I don't think she was physically pretty, but I think she was her her actions were made her attractive. You didn't think she was physically pretty? No. No, okay. not very pretty plain actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I thought that was pretty. But yeah, okay. But it was her actions like she was afraid of him, then she realized like, well, he was just trying to help my aunt. So he's a good guy. So I'll be I'll offer this sign of like friendship by bringing him this thought, this pie. And then I'll sit with him and, you know, just kind of be natural with him. That was, that was attractive. Yeah. I mean, she came in, it was obviously kind of an awkward situation and she made it as, as, um, comfortable as she could. And of course he was very gracious and, you know, he's gobbling down the food and he really enjoyed it. And she appreciated, I think, that he enjoyed the food. I don't know what that is. 
Well, I think she could have slid the pie under the door and Louis would have eaten it the same way. It wasn't because she was there. He just loved the food. Well, it looked pretty good, I got to say. So Louis being Louis, of course, ends this um, episode with jokes about sex reassignment for his one of, either one of his two beautiful little daughters. Well, yeah, he's raising two future women. And then he says, you know, because he has two daughters, then the one might decide to be a guy at some point. You never know. So... So what did you think Louis' message was in these two episodes? Um, you know, I think they were different. I didn't really do a whole lot of connecting to them. Hopefully we'll be able to connect this episode one of The Elevator with episode two a little better maybe next time. But I liked Louis better in these a thousand times better than I have in any other episode that I've ever watched of Louie. I liked the content. I thought it addressed um, subjects that certainly uh, I was able to relate to more, and they weren't as crude. They were crude, but they weren't as crude as I've seen him in many other episodes, and it seemed like there was a point to the stuff that was going on, and an important point, and I like that. Well, I would give the Fat Lady one a 6 out of 10, and I'd give the Elevator one a 7. And what I would, would you give, give the Bully one? I'd give it a 10. A bull, the Bully, you'd give a 10. Yeah, and there's another one in episode in season one where he really tries hard to pick up Pamela. That's also a 10. Um, hard, okay. hard to sit through, but and you squirm the whole way through, but just totally, totally perfect, like, really makes you think these okay, made you have me to th- tell me what number it is and we'll do it because I would give the fat lady one a nine and a half and I don't do that for Louie the bully one was hard for me but I would give it maybe a seven and a half or an eight see you're relating more to that and I understand why you relate more to Louie I understand he's a you know he's a guy and he's you know a single guy and I get that but he really resonated with me in these as a parent and, you know, as a female in a society that judges females so harshly on physical appearance. Yeah. We got to remember that Louie wrote all the lines for the fat girl's thoughts. You know, he thought he wrote her line. She didn't just improvise that. So he's thinking like a fat girl. All the more reason that I'm saying he is not in a vacuum on this. This is a societal thing, at least to an extent. Yep. I loved it this time. I really loved it. All right. So that's it for Louis TV on West Coast Project. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Louis TV podcast or westcoastproject.com. And Michelle, do you want to give out your phone number? You have a lot of strange <laughs> people calling you. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on that for tonight. Maybe... Maybe next time. Your address or the closest Starbucks you hang out at? or Probably not not tonight, but sometime. Okay, well, then I'll just wait till we talk again next week. Okay, Mike. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.